Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Roberts. How are you doing? I'm doing good, how are you doing today? Doing good, doing good. Having a surprising amount of fun with a certain game, which I'll talk about in a minute. Uh, what games have you not or been having fun with? Uh, well, I was fortunate enough uh, yesterday to be on part of Melstream uh, for her sponsored stream for Gunfired Reborn which is a first-person, four-party, roguelike shooter. And normally I don't do shooters, but Mel needed a fourth body, and I'm always help out, trying to help out you know, my streamer friends. Um, I enjoyed it for the most part. Uh, the biggest problem that I have is not with the game, but with roguelikes, because then you'll get a combination of skills and talents and weapons, and you'll be like really into it, and then you die because it's a roguelike, that's what you do. And then you can't get that build back, which is super frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh? What'd you say the game was called? Sorry. Gunfire Reborn. Okay. It's been out for a while in other countries. It just hit Game Pass uh, last week. So mm-hmm. if you have uh, Game Pass, then you can uh, check it out. It does have single player options, but it's really designed for a group of four people. Cool. Cool. Nice. Uh, have you played any more Grounded? A little bit. I'm still stocking up on materials. I'm gearing up for the uh, Broodmother boss fight, which is the giant spider. And this is a game where you're surrounded by giant spiders. And to call it the giant spider kind of tells you how terrifying it is. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Uh, anything else that you played? Uh, not really. It's been kind of busy at work, and so I haven't had a whole lot of off time. Cool. Um, well, for me, I've continued playing uh, Modern Warfare 2 on and off. Um, bumped, it, bumped into a couple of cool people on the game. I added them and kept playing with them, so that was good. Um, it, it's surprising how much um, COD makes me laugh. Like, th- th- there's two there's two sides to it as well, which is the enemies um, smack talk, or whatever you want to call it, you know, that, that type of thing. And the decisions that players make like really amuses me um both from my team and from the enemy team um like cuz like cause I'm I'm playing core search and destroy until the 16th which is when hardcore comes out um and like cuz when you when you die in search and destroy you uh, spectate one of your other teammates who's alive um and just like see seeing Seeing the choices, the tactical choices that players make just really, really gets my curiosity. And to see um, the uh, the decisions that the enemy team makes as well. There's been so many times over the last, even maybe just the last week or so, where I've started to... Because these all, like, all, all the maps in the game are brand new. A couple of them are in the beta, but they're still pretty much brand new. So I still don't know like every corner, every door... You know the, the 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 knowing the map. I mean, obviously, when I got to playing Modern Warfare 19 for a couple of years, it was like, okay, I know I can put a mine on this corner and it'll likely get somebody. Or if I run down this corridor and aim left, there might be somebody there. You know that that type of thing. And I'm still very much learning the maps because the game's only been out what like a a, a a week or so, if that, it, just over a week. Um, so it's it's interesting to do that and obviously to learn about the new uh perks and the, the equipment and okay what can i use where and what's most effective you know i'm trying to think of different strategies and stuff and when, when i pull off a particular strategy is really really satisfying um one thing i've learned to use 
quite a lot, which I found very helpful, is the portable radar. I think I've mentioned it before. Um, so essentially like a mini radar that you put down in a, in a particular area that you want to mark. Um, it doesn't give like the whole team a UAV, it's just this little mini portable radar. And I found that to be pretty good. So um, it's like if you can hear somebody in a building, you maybe put that next to it and you can see a bit better of where they are and you can figure things out from there. The thing that's got me most curious from the enemy's perspective is I, I've started to learn on, on certain maps like okay if I put a mine around this side of the door or this corner or this like whatever players are likely to run into it the amount of players that continuously run into the same mine in the same spot from running the same direction because you'd surely you'd think and players don't tend to think as often as they should on this game not all of them but some players of like oh I ran around this corner and I turned around and I got blown up okay I might not do that next round or you might like approach the same corner but slower or you might throw something or do something different and it's it's working out in a funny way to my benefit because they keep running into my proxy mines and I keep getting kills so keep doing it <laughs> you know um but like and of course I was getting a you know, Smack talked about like, hey, you're putting the same thing down the same spot. And I'm like, yeah, you keep running into it. So I'm going to keep putting it down there, <laughs> which is uh, re really quite funny. Um, there's even a couple of times where um, if you put your proxy mine down, if you die, your proxy mine is still active for about, I don't know, five to ten seconds, maybe. And there's been a few times where like, I'll put myself in a sacrificial sort of position. And what I mean by that is, like, the bomb will be planted or something. I'll put the bomb... Sorry, I'll put a, a mine next to the bomb in, in a certain area and then put myself in, like, a certain area, knowing I might get shot. But if I do, the um, other players might run into it. And that's happened a few times, actually. There was a situation... I was on a 1v3 and I planted the bomb. I put a mine down and I shot the other two players. The third one shot me and I thought oh damn and then he instantly just sprinted straight over to the bomb and I blew him up with my proxy so you can you can actually win the round <laughs> with with all of you dying if the uh, obviously if the bomb doesn't get defused in time or if uh, if if the other player dies which they can do from that situation um and like it's it's so interesting from like comments I've seen online and and the the way that the community talks about this game. So many players don't really think about what they're doing. They just kind of run, jump, slide, and shoot. Um, and this this what this game is trying to do is like it's like hey, you played a particular way in the previous Modern Warfare game. You can still kind of do that, but you need to think a bit tactically. This is a very tactical focused game. Um, and you're not going to win every scenario every time. That you're you're going to die at certain points, but I'm just finding it very interesting the way the way that players are and are not adapting to the tactics of this game. Um, and it's clear that they've put more of a tactical approach in this game because of what's in this game. Um, so I found that uh, really kind of interesting. But when when players just play badly and fall for it, it's just it's it's really funny. So I'm having a I'm having a great time with all that. Uh, so that's that. Uh, the other game I'm playing is um, is Gotham Knights, which I've got on PS5. Um, I like it actually. I I think it's at, at the moment I would say like seven out of ten good. Um, it's it, it's a fascinating game to try to like not not pick apart but think about and play and process because it is very rough around the edges. 
Um, and I was mentioning, because I've, I've streamed this game twice, you can find both streams, hopefully on YouTube still. And I was trying to figure out, like, okay, some sometimes with the graphics it does look just, you know, not good. But other times, I, I do think there's actually things, like with the character models... That's definitely an art style choice that they've that they've gone with. So, um, one question that I sort of posed on the stream was, um, do you think this game looks graphically bad, or do you think it's um, a particular art style? I actually think it's a case of both, because I think particularly with the buildings, they do look like something that you'd see from a previous generation. But with the character models, they're they're definitely not sort of like um, photorealistic people. They've, and they're not supposed to look like, you know, cartoons either, but they've got, like, an art style to them. A bit like how, um, you know, like, some of the Telltale games, how those those aren't, like, animated characters, but they're not photorealistic, but they're, they're, they're human-looking, but they've got an art style to them. It, it's, a, it's a little bit like that, um... That, that that's what I'd kind of compare it to. But it's interesting with... Because the character models look alright and everything. It's the environment that I think... That where, where some of the bad graphics come out. Um, aside from the graphics and everything... Um, I think the gameplay is... Just engaging enough to, to, to have kept me interested and kept me thinking. And I'm, I'm unlocking stuff and... I just learned how to use the grapple and I'm trying to use... Um, like perch ledges and you know to to jump in and out of combat and sort of do more aerial attacks. Uh, I'm trying to use the batarangs in a good way because I'm I'm only playing pretty much as as Batgirl. Um, heavy attacks and light attacks and how to sort of combine those things. Um, so the combat's good. It's not like you know really really deep, but then there is some skill st- skill tree stuff that I've not unlocked yet. And the story's the thing that's got me interested the most because the, the the setup that you've got is Batman died, oh Bruce Wayne died. Obviously, it's Batman, um, and he leaves this last message, and this is all in the trailer. We've we've known this for for a while. He leaves this last message of like, "Hey, if you listen, if you're watching this, I've died. I'm leaving the city to you," which is his Gotham, you know, his Bat family that um, he's been training. You know, you got Batgirl, Nightwing, Red Hood, and and uh, Tim Drake's Robin, um, and then it's up to you to switch between the four of them in whatever way you want to. Um, you essentially do that by going to the Belfry, which is like this tower. Uh, Alfred's still there. He's kind of your, like, obviously, uh, he helps you and everything. Um, but it's kind of, when you, when you meet some of the villains, so like Harley Quinn, and you've got Penguin, and you've got, um, so far Mr. Freeze, those are the people that I met so far, and, and the bumps into the Court of Owls. Um, their responses to, their responses to having conversations with, with whoever you're playing as, so in my situation, Batgirl, um, but then also talking about like, oh, the bats, the bats is really. I think that's something that Harley Quinn says. It's like, oh, the batsy, batsy's really gone or, or whatever. Um, and them sort of processing that, I think, is is actually kind of interesting because um, it's it has become a little bit of a somewhat trope within DC of like, okay, we're gonna make a Gotham show or a Gotham game or a, or whatever, and Batman's not gonna be in it. That's become like like the Gotham show or the Gotham Knights upcoming TV show, um, or like you know. Uh, the Batwoman show, which didn't have, um, well, apart from the crossover, didn't really have um, Bruce Wayne on screen. Um, obviously, Gotham did have Bruce Wayne, but it didn't have Batman. So, um, but we we used to like with the games having the the Arkham games, which obviously play as Batman. So this taking that approach and like, okay, he's not just not on screen like in Batwoman, for example. He's actually dead. Um, is uh, I I think kind of intriguing. So I'm I'm curious to see where that goes. 
Um, because so far, like, Mr. Freeze was kind of cool. Harley Quinn's an interesting character. I've met the Court of Owls so far. Um, and how, like, the... Because almost every single time you go back to the Belfry, which is essentially, like, your hub for, um, sorting things out and crafting stuff, um, the the characters have always kind of got something to say, and sometimes it does or doesn't involve, um, something to do with, with Bruce Wayne not being around, so... That's kind of interesting. Um, I'm enjoying it more than I thought it would. It is definitely rough around the edges. I I, I do get like parts where all the frame rates dropped a bit, like and I, and I notice it. Um, as I've mentioned a million times, I'm not bothered about graphics as much. And yes, the city doesn't look very good, but that's not something that's put me off. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm kind of eager to get back to it. I just unlocked uh, like um, Batgirl's cape, which that that was weird at, at the start of the game. You have a method of traversal with each character, which is the um, the grapple. You basically grapple from building to building and you jump, or you can use the bat cycle. Um, but in order to unlock the sort of gliding traversal, which is um, the cape with, with Batgirl, you have to unlock it, which I thought was really strange. Um, so I just sort of got that out of the way at, at first. Uh, it took me a couple of hours to get it, but I thought that was kind of really strange. Um so, but yeah, so so far I'm I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would, which, which is good. It's it, it succeeded my expectations. I honestly thought this was going to be like a not a hard skip necessarily, but a skip sort of like oh this is just not good. But no, I'm actually kind of enjoying it more than I, more than I thought I would. Um, what have you seen so far from like Gotham Knights and and all that? I've seen a couple people playing it. Um, it does look rough around the edges. It does look yeah. like it's a last generation game which is weird because it's being played on this generation. I have had a couple of people say that on uh, consoles, they've had frame rates dip under 20, um, which is not good for any game at all. Um, obviously, I haven't played it, so I can't really comment on that. This is just what people are telling me. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that. Like The frame rates and the graphics are an issue, but I think the combat's kind of somewhat surprisingly engaging and and the, the story is the thing that's got me the most interested so um cause i'm looking forward to seeing where that goes and if they set up a sequel or whatever so um and that is uh yeah pretty much everything we pretty much everything we've been playing recently uh, let's get into some housekeeping and then we'll get into some news after we'll see you for all that in a minute Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is ETALKUK. That's E-T-A-L-K-U-K to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode and you can go and click on that link in the show notes that's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well so you can either copy and paste the promo code etalkuk e-t-a-l-k-u-k you can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20 percent off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very very first class very professional so no questions about manscapes quality thanks very much to manscape for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you very much for listening hi there if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name we've got good news for you with our affiliate link with kualu you can click on that link which is in your show notes which is for our affiliate link you can go over to kualu to get started with your website and domain name today they've also got a very handy 
chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's Kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcast and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if you if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support entertainment talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, another United cast game, not a good result for today, we lost 3-1 away to Aston Villa, the team just, you know, wasn't switched on and whatever else happened in that game, but I obviously talked about it all over there, there's only two games left until the World Cup starts, which is Thursday and then Sunday we play against Aston Villa again on Thursday, but in in a different competition. And then the last Premier League game or last game until after the World Cup, which is, I think it's away to Fulham that's on uh, on Sunday. And then the next game we play after that is the 27th of December, because, you know, corrupt World Cup and all that sort of stuff. But uh, that's the United cast at the moment. I uh, did another uh, Steps sort of podcast. This one is called 10 Steps to Fix Netflix, um, going over sort of what Netflix is doing right and wrong, more so what they're doing wrong because this, <coughs> this is to do with fixing Netflix's issues. Uh, so I got into all things such as like the app and how bad they are promoting shows and that they make way too much stuff, just way, way, way too much stuff. Um, I actually went through on the app and listed like a bunch of stuff that I just never have heard of because, um, again, there's, there's just so much stuff over there. Talked about their pricing, the password sharing thing and all that, just all, all different kinds of stuff, but 10 steps to fix Netflix. Um, Robert, you're somebody who I think is unsubscribed from Netflix. What would you say is their biggest uh, biggest problem? If you would point out maybe one thing. That's that they've the got their head up their ass. Yeah, that's that's also a problem as well. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I feel... first off, you jacked up the prices. I did re-up for a month because I wanted to binge Stranger Things and I wanted to binge Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. Their bottom tier, their $10 a month subscription is streaming at 480p. That's not even standard death. That's 480? low death. 480 is wow. what they cap that stream at. Oh, wow. And then because I have eyes that work i had to pay 16 dollars for a month to get it at 1080 it's 20 dollars if you want 4k and they're going to start throwing in ads next month yeah they so have like a low got... supported ad tier or something now yeah yeah so, so yeah they need to pull their head out of their ass is what they need to do 
that's a, that's a good way to describe the situation. Um, so I agree with you there. Uh, that's over on that side. Over on the chat podcast for the month of October, because of course October's just finished. Uh, I talked about how the month went, which was very, very well. Talked about some more podcast planning. Talked a bit about work, because I do have a, a job outside of all this. And talked about the new Prime Minister as well. So we got that going on. Over on the other United cast episode in the Europa League, we beat Real Sociedad by one goal to nil, which meant that we finished second in the group, so we're still in the competition, but we have to play an extra round because rules and stuff like that. So, I uh, talked about all of that. Over on The Walking Dead, we're still continuing with that. We only have a few episodes left. We're up to season 11, episode 21. There's 24 episodes of this season, and then The Walking Dead is finished, kind of. There's other spin-offs, but that's that for The Walking Dead. Speaking of the Corrupt World Cup, I talked about the thing itself is called discussing the 2022 Qatar FIFA World Cup they actually posted um, a while ago some rules that you have to follow if you're going to go over there and watch the World Cup and none of them really make any sense and it doesn't seem like a place that's fit for sport at all or living or doing anything It's it's a terrible country so I talked about all of that that's going on over there, over on The Witcher, uh, the actual the, the TV series side of things, um, Geralt is being recast. It's uh, Liam Hemsworth is taking the role for season four. So there's an upcoming third season of The Witcher, which will have Henry Cavill returning as Geralt. But then that will be his last season before season four takes over or comes around, um, which will be Liam Hemsworth taking the role of Geralt of Rivia. So talked about all of that. Uh, over on Gaming Talk last week, we talked about some stuff over with Naughty Dog. They partnered with, I think it's Visual Arts or something. So we talked about what that could be about. Uh, talked a bit about some God of War stuff and also a remake of The Witcher 1, the, the video game. Um, and that is, yeah, everything we've been doing recently on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Let's get into some news. Alright, um, I've got some PlayStation news to get to. Um, this is half exciting, half ridiculous, is, is, is how I'd label this. Uh, short and sweet piece of news, but there's a few things to discuss. PSVR 2, uh, Sony has announced the official PSVR 2 release date and price. It will launch on the 22nd of February 2023, so in a couple of months. And will be priced, um... I believe this is euros, dollars, and pounds. Five hundred and thirty pounds, five hundred and fifty dollars, and six hundred. I think that's euros. So that's what they've announced. Um, this I think will come with the control, the the new controllers, which you'll need to play PlayStation VR. I didn't see any other news about like launch titles or whatever. They'll probably have to do like a state of play or something. Um, we could do it like early next year, I suppose. Um, I would I. Myself, as well as many others online, were quite shocked at how expensive this thing is. Um, so at the, at, the, at the moment, that the newest, the, the most recent price that I saw in the UK for a PlayStation Five with a dual set. Obviously, you need a dual sense controller with one dual sense controller and no games. I think is four hundred and eighty pounds. So obviously, if you want to play PlayStation VR two, you need a PlayStation Five. So you're talking 
pound to a, to a grand depends on where exactly you get your ps5 or if you get a bundle or whatever but you know 900 pound roughly to, to, to a grand if you want both of these things i doubt that between now and february um unless it's a christmas sale maybe is the only point but obviously we're talking february which is past christmas um yeah i i think it's quite bizarre that the an accessory because you know i'm sure this will be great but playstation vr just like with the move controller and all those sorts of things they are accessories to ps5 um technically technically controllers are an accessory as well because it's a thing that you use to, to play the games um an accessory for the machine costs more than the machine um I'm sure Sony's got their own way that they worked out this price. I, I don't know what exactly that would be. Um, I do want this system. See, here's the thing with this. I'm, you know, big into, into VR games. I've not played a ton recently. There's not been a ton recently. I think the the most recent game I played was, was uh, Moss 2, which I really enjoyed. But um, that was uh, obviously on the PSVR, the, the first version for the PS4. I really like VR. Um, I really like the exciting idea of a future where you have got 3D audio, haptic feedback, and VR. That sounds very, very good to me. Um, I'm sure if I saved up 530, I could buy it. The thing is, as much as I do want this system, I don't know if I need it on release date because it depends on what other games I'm playing at that point. I don't want to pay £530 for this. I don't have to. Nobody's putting a gun to my head and making me pay that much for this this, uh, VR unit. But there's there's a there's a line between like okay you really want something obviously I don't I don't need it what I need is obviously you know food and, and drink and and shelter um, so I can wait certainly I've got I've got no issues with waiting for this to to drop in price however long that's going to take but even even if I had five hundred and thirty pounds of you know they call it disposable income for luxury items. I don't know that I'd actually want to spend that money on this. Um, now, if somebody... I'm not, now, this isn't me asking, just to be clear. I'm just bringing up a hypothetical scenario. Let's say for a birthday or for Christmas or whatever, someone said, hey, I heard that you want that VR unit. Um, I, either they'd buy it for me or somebody would give me 530 Obviously, that's more of a gift scenario. Um, but I... Uh, yeah, m- most most comments to come out of this seem to be very shocked at this price um rob i know you're not quite as invested in in vr as me per se but uh what do you think of the price here i was very shocked that it was that expensive mm. if you recall the last time we talked about this i speculated it'd be like 300 350 bucks i figured that would be the price point of paying mm. for all the tech that's in it yeah may, being able to make a profit but not charging something so ridiculous that it's going to be really off-putting. And that 550 is very off-putting as a price. Um, they did announce 11 titles, 11 of the 20 titles for the launch, and none of them are like, yeah, this is a reason to buy it. It's, oh, I didn't, see. All... I didn't see that posted. Yeah, so the, the titles that are listed are The Dark Pictures, Switchback VR, Crossfire Sierra Squad, The Light Brigade, Cities VR Enhanced Edition, uh, Cosmonis High, I don't know what the hell that is, Hello Neighbor Search and Rescue, Jurassic World Aftermath Collection, Pistol Whip VR, Zenith The Last City, After the Fall, and Tentacular. Two of those I've heard of. Um, A third I 
know what is. I got nothing. Like I said, none of these are screaming. You must buy a game for. This it's, is the reason why to buy seller. this. Yeah, none of them are system extremely seller. expensive. Yeah. And they might be good. They might, you know, they might be like absolutely stunning and absolutely a reason to buy it. I ain't gonna drop that kind of money on it. I have that kind of money to drop on it, and I wouldn't drop that kind of money on it. Yeah, yeah. And let's say hypothetically, even even if some even if somebody said, Matt, if you pay five hundred five hundred thirty, you can get like an Iron Man VR two and the New Horizon game. I still wouldn't pay that. Yeah, um, there actually is a just... bundle for the VR Horizon game, and it's six hundred dollars. Is that a launch title then, or because you didn't mention uh, it on there? That one had already been launched. the 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 eleven that I mentioned were part of the news article that I had with the sale of, with the uh, the listing of the price. But the the VR version for uh, um, Horizon that had been announced long ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was kind of assuming that was a launch title. Yeah. So, which it like. When you do your launch games, you need at least like one or two games that are system a sellers. Reason to buy it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm not talking about when the you know a new PS5 comes out and you've got COD and FIFA. I'm not I'm not talking about that type of stuff, but uh, or like the newest NBA game because you can play those on most things. Um, yeah, I just uh, I, I'm I'm quite disappointed in in that. And look, I, I'm somebody who really wants to get even more invested in VR. I think the idea is great. I can't wait to see what playstation can do with vr and the horizon game is great but that that's that's incredibly expensive um and i i I don't remember what i said to you at the time when you made the money prediction but um because i i I was trying to think back because with playstation vr so the first one you didn't get the move controllers with it; you had to buy them separately but there was certain games you could play with a dualshock 4 um which is why it's got the light bar on it so that the camera recognizes the you know it scan it follows the light on your controller literally how the tracking works which is why there's lights on the headset um but uh um yeah i i I just yeah 530 is is ridiculous the the the, the thing that just gets me is like okay there, there might be bundles out there for ps5 that are 550 maybe if you're buying like two games with it or a controller in a game but at base price if you want to just have the the console and a controller the actual an accessory for the controller is more expensive than the actual console. I think that's 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 ridiculous. Um, yeah. So because because even though when PSVR came out and you had the option of buying the Move controllers, I think there were certain bundles you could get with them. You didn't have to have it to play all the games. You had to have them to play certain games, but not all of them. Um, so because I I think with the uh, PSVR demo thing that you get. With, with the original system because um, I yeah I don't think that needs move because when I first got my VR I didn't have move controllers and there were games like the uh, London Heist and stuff that you could play with a DualShock 4 it wasn't as innovative and, and immersive but it still let you play the game so um, it doesn't seem unless there's certain games that are involving analog sticks so if you're going to have a new MOS or a new AstroBot um, although the no that wouldn't be the case because the, the new controller's got um they're, they're like split Joy-Con type things, aren't they, with analog sticks. So, um, I don't know. I, I'm wondering if there's... Yeah, because I think the PSVR 2 comes with the new controllers, doesn't it? 
Um, I'm just wondering if you could, if there would be games you could play just with the the Dual Sense. Um, but it's probably too early to tell. So, um, yeah, twenty second of February. Um, is that sooner or later than you thought it would be for the date? Uh, it's about on par. Yeah, I did see in the article that pre-orders start next week on the fifteenth. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I was thinking about spring, March ish sort of time. Mm-hmm. It's usually, that's usually a pretty busy period for games. Like if you go back to February, March this year, that's when you had like Elden Ring and Sifu and I think Stray came out at that point or something. Got um, a lot of gift like, card like, money to spend. <laughs> yeah, so that's PSVR two. Um, looking forward to playing it when that happens um and i i don't i mean i waited a while to play psvr and and i knew i knew from from the very first time i heard of the idea of vr i was like that sounds interesting to me and then i got a i got a ps4 way after i think vr came out and i was still like oh, i'm just gonna wait until I, I i can actually afford it and that uh rather than just trying to jump on it so if it maybe takes six months or a year or who knows um I'll still be able to play my PS5 games, you know, it doesn't mean I won't be able to play other stuff, so, like, Hogwarts Legacy, for example. So, we'll see. Um, anyways, move on to uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Um, we have some sales news and some uh, potentially um, unfortunate map news as well. So, this comes from somebody called John, Mr. Dalek uh, JD. Uh, I saw other people reporting this as well, but he's one of the screenshot that I took. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2... 2022 um said so this year's game is the fastest selling call of duty game since it began in 2003 uh over 600 million i've heard it's 800 million now probably a billion by this point um over 600 million worth of the game sold based on its opening weekend mind-blowing to see new a new cod outsell the likes of modern warfare 2 black ops 1 and black ops 2's launches um so yeah it's good that a game that I like from a series that I like from a developer that I like is doing really well. Um, it's it's very interesting with COD because even on years where the games themselves aren't well received, so like last year's Vanguard game, Vanguard I think was the best selling game of last year. Um, it still apparently underperformed in its numbers, but um, like for for Activision's targets, but obviously that's Activision's goal. Um, but I think it was still the biggest selling game um, of last year because. Even though people do moan about things to do with you know FIFA and COD and all, they're not the greatest games and all that type of stuff. And yeah, those games have every game's got its issues. Both those series, now I would say because the three juggernauts I've mentioned of gaming is GTA, FIFA, and COD. Obviously, FIFA and COD, you pretty much get a new one every year. You don't get a new GTA every year. Sometimes you don't even get a new GTA every decade. Sometimes you have to wait over ten years for one, um, which will probably be the case with GTA Six. Um, but regardless of like the reception of the games and and things like that, COD has usually managed to sell very very well, which is which is healthy for the franchise. Um, I'd be curious to see because you essentially have you've got uh, Sledgehammer, um, Infinity Ward, and not Raven. Who's the other one? Why have I forgotten their name? These are the three developers: Infinity Ward, Sledgehammer, Treyarch. Um, Raven, I think, is a support studio for them for those games. Let's say that the next Black Ops game, for example, didn't sell well. And then let's say that the next game from the other studio didn't sell well. But if Modern Warfare continued to sell well, I wonder... 
basically what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say is I wonder what would happen to COD as a franchise because even though it's a franchise there are individual series within the franchise you have the Advanced Warfare then Modern Warfare Black Ops and then you've got like the World War games and then you've got like Black Ops Cold War and like Vanguard and stuff um, but the, the three notable series are Modern Warfare Advanced Warfare and Black Ops um, if let's say one or two of those series didn't sell well but the other one or say the other one or the other two did continue to sell well I wonder if COD would make some sort of like pivot I don't think that will that will at all happen I'm just speculating on like if the franchise was still good in one corner like let's say the Modern Warfare corner but let's say the Black Ops games didn't sell quite so well if you'd see if you'd see some sort of pivot from that because these games are on three-year dev cycles at least that they, they were until uh, next year um, then I'd be curious to see what happens with that. That'll probably never happen because I, I, I do think regardless of if it's World War Games, Modern Warfare, Advanced Warfare, Black Ops, whatever series it is, I think COD will always sell well. Um, and I do think it's a, it's a name thing. Because um, like with, I mean, Battlefield's a relatively big name. I think Battlefield 2042 still sold okay, I think. Um... But that's not got. There isn't another unless you're talking about maybe Halo, which is an is an exclusive game anyway. Um, for these third party shooters, so like your Titanfalls, which seems to be a bit MIA at the moment, apart from Apex Legends, which is free to play, so it's a bit different. Um, regardless of the series or the quality of the name, COD as a name, I think will always do well just because of the name. So. Um, yeah, I'd be curious to see what happens with that. But uh, Robert, are you surprised by this news at all, or how how does this uh, how's this strike you? I'm not really surprised. I mean, like you said, these are bankable games that you are gonna, regardless of the quality. I mean, it's fortunate that it is a good quality game in that it functions well. It has a story that people don't hate, um, things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, the the numbers aren't that much of a shock. There, there really hasn't been a whole lot new game wise in the last couple three weeks I would even challenge it so mm, certainly certainly um before we move on to the potential maps removed I just remembered a, a video that that's been circulating around so Dr. Disrespect who's a who's a streamer we've talked about a few times he had the the, the mystery twitch ban didn't he um mm-hmm. a while ago uh now I don't watch him on Twitch or YouTube I, I don't really watch any of his stuff it's not quite my my cup of tea nothing against the guy it's just not my cup of tea um and there was a clip on Twitter, obviously he's a big streamer, so people are going to be clipping parts of his gameplay and stuff like that, of him dying multiple times on Modern Warfare 2, and he, on the stream, he uninstalled the game, which I which I thought was quite funny. A lot of people in the comments and stuff were laughing. He did the one thing that I recommend all COD players not to do, which is run around like a headless chicken. Um, Every single time that he died, I think, in that video, and the video is like a, a minute or something like that, he literally spawn. He literally gets shot. He spawns. He sprints straight away. It doesn't look. He's doing that type of thing. So, um, again, this is a more tactical cod than people are thinking. It kind of is. Now, I'm not saying that the guy is bad at games. I'm just saying in those scenarios, in the in in the clip that I saw, he wasn't making the smartest choices. He got a bit annoyed with the game, and he decided to uninstall it. Whether he installs it later or whatever, I I don't know. But I I thought that was uh, it was amusing. I thought so. I thought I'd. Uh, I'd bring that up. Um, two maps are potentially getting removed from Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Um, so obviously I've, 
I know what these maps are. I don't think Robert probably does. But, uh, um, where's the... I want to go to the first story first. As it says, news. The museum map may not be returning to Modern Warfare 2. Um, Activision wasn't given permission to use the IRL, so in real life, location known as Getty Museum. Because some, 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 some of these maps are based on real places. Some of them aren't. Some of them are just general locations. I mean, you've had like Piccadilly in the game, which was in Modern Warfare 19. Obviously, that's based on the real London location and, and places like that. Um, and I don't know anything about this this real museum, but uh, it, it's based on a real thing. Uh, so, so the museum may, map may not be... Uh, returning, Activision wasn't given permission to use uh, Getty Museum, so they took legal action. Uh, says it's here, it's a shame because the map was pretty good. I enjoyed it in the beta. I thought this was, um, uh, yeah, it says uh, that the map that's been removed due to Activision using the location without the location's permissions. Uh, the, the, they didn't get permission for it, basically. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good map in the beta. It was one of the ones I I thought was the more one of the more interesting ones. Um, I because I noticed okay, I've played a bunch of games that's not come up, and then I think I looked in a, in the private matches just to see like you know the, the list of maps, and I don't think it was in there. I thought it was just a case of oh, it it's going to be in season one, or it's going to be added later, or it's it's something else. Um, but no, that's unfortunately the situation. So connecting to that. Uh, it says here, yet another map may be removed. So this is one that is in the game but might be taken out. The museum is not currently in the game. Um, Activision has reportedly used an Amsterdam hotel. I actually played on this map yesterday. I did pretty well on it. Uh, for a map without using their permission as well. And the hotel may be taking their legal action. It doesn't have the name of the uh, hotel written here. Um, but it's the hotel that's it, that's on COD. There's a... There's a um, picture side by side of the actual hotel from the outside and then the map from the outside because the loading screen for the map is for like the uh the entrance obviously on the picture on card it's a bit more blown up and damaged than it is in the, in the real picture um so it seems like activision may have uh slipped up a few times here um by literally not asking permission um there was an issue as well with the there's a uh racing track map you can't go on the actual race track it's like a, like a formula one type of track and you can go in like the other areas of it you can hear and you can see the cars driving past at different points um that had to be renamed as well so it seems with this modern warfare game that you've got three different map situations one of which simply got renamed and i, I think is staying in the game hopefully because i like the uh i like the formula one race map um but yeah with this hotel and with the museum which again are two real locations that the game that the maps are based on um, this makes you wonder why you're making a game that with three different maps you haven't bothered to use, you haven't bothered to ask for, um, I, I don't know if it's a case where they asked for permission and didn't get it, or they, um, like, like, like they either didn't ask for permission at all and snuck it in the game, or didn't get permission and put it in anyway. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that, like, it makes sense, obviously, you need permission to put these maps in. Like, if they were going to put, just just for an example, like Old Trafford in, for example, they'd probably have to ask May United and the Glazers, um, who would probably like to do that, because it would give them more <laughs> advertising for the for the stadium, which they have had stadiums on the on the COD games. Obviously, they're more American stadiums. Um, yeah, I hope that the hotel doesn't get taken off, and I hope that the museum gets added, because I, I did like both maps from the beta. 
Um, the racetrack situation seems to have been sorted because it did get. Um, it was initially not on the game, I think. Because um, I think I remember my first couple of days. I don't think it came up, and then they renamed it to something else. Um, and that seems to be okay at the moment. But uh, it's disappointing. It's going to be disappointing if they're all, all three maps aren't in the game because it means they've either got to make more new maps or bring back some other class, you know, to make up the numbers to make, you know, that sort of thing. Um, Robert, what do you think of uh, Activision seemingly not getting permission for these maps but putting them in anyway? Yeah, it's just lack of due diligence. It's really just lazy because they've been making video games long enough to know oh, yeah. you have to get permission. Yeah. That is not an option. That is something you must do. And knowing as big as the game it was going to be, Mm. It's stupid to try to sneak anything in there that they're not going to get permission from. Yeah. And you see this all the time in games and TV shows and movies and whatnot. Um, a lot of that branding is paid for. So yeah. like when you see Coca-Cola or Pepsi in a movie, they paid for that um, to be in that movie. That's called product um, placement, right? I yeah, mean, product yeah. placement. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see what, uh, what happens with this. But... Um... It's it's disappointing, um, especially if they like if they have to remove the the maps because um, I, I don't know because with the, with the race map they kept it all I, th- I think they kept the map the same in terms of the design and everything I think they just renamed it I don't know again like, all the legalities and stuff I don't know if they can just rename the other two maps and then call it a day because it is still the same place you know. So yeah, the the asset that makes that identifiable is what would have to be changed. Yeah, yeah. So even if they change like the colors or the the I don't know the signs, it would still be the same location. So we'll see what Activision does about that. But hopefully they sort that situation out because I hope that there isn't a day where I, I log on to COD and like, oh, where's that hotel map gone? And it's just it's just disappeared. So uh, let's talk about uh, something exciting. In this next piece, uh, EA is teaming up with Marvel for more video games. It says here, EA and Marvel have agreed to team up to develop three new games together in a partnership deal. So this isn't like an overall deal like they did with, uh, um, like Star Wars and EA did, and they were like, you know, strangled by. Uh, but the Battlefront games, this isn't the same as that. This is just a uh, specific deal. Um, we know one of them is the Iron Man game because they announced that what a few weeks ago. The the EA Motive team. That worked on what was that? Uh, what was that Iron Man type? Uh, Bio, not Bioware. Uh, Anthem. That's that's the one. Um, the the one that uh, didn't end up getting too far. Uh, we know that they're that same team's teaming up with with Marvel to work on an Iron Man game. Some people were saying that the Captain America and uh, Black Panther game is with them. That's with uh, um, Amy Henning's studio. Which I don't think has anything to do with EA because she left EA. Because I I saw speculation. It's like, oh, what could these games be? And like, oh, one of them's Iron Man and the other one's Black Panther. I don't think that's got anything to do with with EA. Um, I think it's Sky Skydance Studios. I think it's Amy's studio. She's the, that's the same one that work is working on that Walking Dead, uh, Saints and Sinners game. Well, the first one and the second one uh, for VR. Um, so no, I don't think that's I don't think that's an EA game. Um, so what could the other two be? Uh, we know it won't be Spider-Man. That's Insomniac's Corner. It won't be Wolverine, because that's also Insomniac's Corner. Um, I doubt it will be Avengers, because even though Avengers have died off a little bit, the the, the um, 
uh, is it Crystal Dynamics? Yeah, Crystal mm-hmm. Dynamics is the Square Enix game. I'm trying to think of all these different studios in my head, <laughs> all these different uh, companies. Um, they are still that game is still live. It's not really like active, active, but it is still live. Um, so I don't think it'll be Avengers, unfortunately. Um, what else could this be for? Um, I wonder if they might go. Do you think EA would dare to try something? Battlefront-esque, but with Marvel? Possibly. I mean, they might do, like, an Ultimate Alliance. Another Ultimate Alliance. Um, mm. It could be easily be an X-Men franchise. Something to tie in with some of the upcoming X-Men. movies. Yeah. Maybe Fantastic Four, because we know that movie's going to be out eventually. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, what would you... So, Iron Man's going to be one. What would you want the other two to be? If you're thinking of, like, what EA is, is and isn't good at, I suppose. Um, honestly, all I could think of is don't, don't make it a loot box game. Don't oh, yeah, make it yeah. a live service game. Don't make it a pay to win game. Uh, that's really the only thing that goes through my brains is just all the don'ts. Mm. Yeah. And you've got, um, what's the name of the guardians, which I didn't like at the start, but I eventually really like that game. Um, that's with the, uh, one of the other Square Enix teams. Uh, so you got Guardians. Um, yeah, there's a few other teams like X Men, Fantastic Four that they could do. Uh, so possibly something like that. Um, don't know what the other one could potentially be. I'm trying to think of other Marvel characters. Um, Spider Man's taken. Black Panther. Actually, got quite a few now, haven't we? Like we got Captain America and Black Panther in one game. The Avengers in one game. Spider Man in one game. Um, Wolverines in in development. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm leaning more towards like X Men, Fantastic Four. Yeah, something team based, possibly. Um, what other teams does Marvel have? Because you've got Guardians, X Men, Avengers, Inhumans. Um, Inhumans. If you yeah. wanted to go really obscure, mm-hmm. um, Young Avengers, they could do that. I mean, the MCU has already been setting up Young Avengers for a long time now. Mm-hmm. We've gotten pretty much the whole cast shown on yeah. screen at some point. Which I'm excited for um, those characters. Yeah, because you had uh, um, the two kids from WandaVision. You had uh, the grandson from the one guy that got the super soldier serum in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, so that's three of them right there. Mm-hmm. Then you still got like Spider-Man, Miss Marvel, Kate Bishop. Mm-hmm. Who was still quite young. Kate so. Bishop. Yeah. Yeah. Miss Marvel. You've also got um I can't remember her daughter, but Scott Lang is his daughter. Cassie Lang, yeah, that's gonna be in the next uh Ant Man movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um so something something with something with one of those characters. I d I don't know what it what it might be, but something team based might be interesting. It would be kinda of crafty if uh if they said, Hey, Avengers is with Crystal, right? But we're gonna do young Avengers with EA. So you kind of paper over the cracks a little bit <laughs> and you do an Avengers game with although Kate Bishop's in the Avengers game I think so oh and Miss Marvel is isn't she yeah, maybe they can't do that oh and Spider-Man's mm-hmm. in that game maybe they can't do that anyway um, yeah we'll see what they come up with between Marvel and EA I trust Marvel I don't quite trust EA it, it depends which team within EA but um, I fully agree with you in, in terms of the, the live service thing. I would really hope that Marvel, because they've obviously done this partnership, would look at the reception of Avengers as opposed to Spider-Man and Guardians and think, yeah. Uh, I mean, you can have 
You can have loot-ish type things that level up your character. But if you're going to do loot boxes, oh, if you're going to do loot boxes and tie that in with a live service multiplayer stuff, I think that's the area where people don't want them to go to, which I'd I'd agree with. Because um, like in uh, Gotham Knights, you can like pick up, not pick up crates, you can open crates and get stuff. But then that's to like improve your batarangs, improve your you know costume and and that type of thing, which which that's totally fine, I think to do that. Um, which is basically just a, a, a different path other than just beating up bad guys and getting XP. Because um, obviously the normal way that game works obviously is you you do stuff in the game, you progress, level up your character, and then you get more skill points for the skill tree. So we shall see. Um, this next story is not a very nice one. Um, and there's, there's a fair bit to talk about here. We are going to... I thought I'd not have this as my last thing, so there is something I'm very excited to talk about after this as well um there is a uh streamer on twitch is called adriana i think check um so a d r i a n a and then her surname is c h e c h i k um i don't think we touched on this story before she uh she broke her back in two places at a twitch con but something else happened afterwards do you remember if we address this story or not because the actual initial story of her i don't think being hurt the initial story of her being hurt was a, a bit of time ago anyway let's go through what's what's written in here so adriana the streamer and adult performer who broke her back in two places after she jumped into a foam pit expert at twitchcon this month apparently there was a few others that jumped in as well but we'll, we'll go through this Revealed that she was pregnant at the time of her injury. She said on uh, she said Saturday had to uh, terminate the pregnancy to undergo surgery. Um, Adriana was rushed into emergency spinal surgery after she jumped um, into the uh, Intel exhibit at the streaming convention, which had uh, participants knock each other off raised platforms into a shallow pit filled with foam cubes. So imagine a like empty. Well, the thing of these, but just with the foam stuff. So it didn't have the layering stuff on it, did it? I think that was the, uh, well, health and safety check that apparently didn't happen. Um, but they jumped into that, um, which was only filled with the, the foam cubes. Multiple participants were injured, so it wasn't just her, but obviously she's got the, the pregnancy story here as well. Uh, multiple participants were injured after they jumped off the platform into the cubes, uh, which concealed the pit's concrete base. So yeah, they couldn't see... Um, the actual like bottom of this because it was covered with it was covered with what's supposed to be sort of the decoration for the pit and not the actual foam itself. So uh, it's really quite dangerous. And if you like don't know that that's not there, and you just jump and you think you're going to be all right, um, yeah, it's not gonna not gonna go well. On Saturday, in her first live stream since her injury, she revealed that uh, she found out that she was pregnant at the hospital. Um. Uh, and then it's got a quote here. I was pregnant and didn't know until I was in the hospital. Uh, she said during her stream. So I have like crazy hormones. I'm not pregnant anymore because of the surgery. I couldn't keep it. Um, but hormones also through the uh, roof because of that. Um, she also showed viewers. I didn't see this video. I'm just reading what what was written down in the report she also showed viewers the surgery scar on her back crediting the healing to great surgeons and uh green juice with vitamins um 
she did not uh, immediately respond to request uh, to a request for comment. Um, she had updated followers uh, throughout her recovery. She shared a video this month talking, um, sorry, taking her first steps after surgery. Because obviously she she'd broken her back. Um, last week she said uh, she was able to take a five minute walk, which is, which is good. Because um, obviously it would affect it would have affected her walking. At the time um, of her injury, a spokesperson of Twitch um, referred NBC News, which is actually where I got this from. I never thought I'd quite go to NBC's, I think, news website for for gaming news, but here we are. Um, to uh, Lenovo's PR team for comment, a Lenovo um, spokesperson said the company was aware of incidents of Twitch con visitors who sustained injuries at its booth. Um, so this is quite sad. Obviously, she lost a a child, and whether it it's not relevant as to whether she did or didn't know that she was pregnant, it's still sad that she she had had to lose the child, uh, which is sad. Um, yeah, it's it's a shame that this, this whole thing sounds like a disaster from start to start to finish, and obviously it's not her fault. Um, she is. It's not as if it's not as if she was like, oh, look at me, I'm going to jump into this pit for for a bit of fun and see see what happens. Like it, it seems that. She was with maybe a group of streamers or some other people and they all kind of jumped in. So it wasn't just a case of, oh, she's been stupid and got herself injured. Which, in this day and age with young people and, and, and you know, video platforms, people can get injured from doing stupid, you know, online stunts and things. Whether it's on YouTube or for a TikTok video or something. But this this very much doesn't seem like that. Um, this was just a situation where, you know, um, uh, the... the uh, Equipment, or whatever you want to call it, was just clearly not set up properly. Whoever was obviously supposed to be supposed to do health and safety on this um, clearly didn't do it because that's something you'd obviously check for. You'd, you'd you'd literally only have to put your hand in it probably to see that there's no because it would be like a, it would be the concrete floor at the bottom, wouldn't it? Which is where they've all hurt themselves. Um, so yeah, uh, this this is a sad story. Unfortunately, the the good side of this, I suppose, as well, is she's not like you know still in hospital. She's she's recovered, which is good. She was able to uh, feel like she's able to get back on stream. Um, she's able to walk for a bit, which is good. So she's she's making a good recovery, which uh, is a good thing. It's just unfortunate this had to uh, had to happen to somebody. Um, just for record, I I don't know who this streamer was before I read about this this story. Obviously, there's a dozen Twitch streamers out there. I don't know all of them, but um. It's a uh, it's an unfortunate situation, um, but more health and safety is needed clearly in in these situations. Uh, Robert, did you know about this story? Did you know who the woman was, and what do you think of the of the situation? I had heard of the story before. Um, it was kind of a minor thing at the time, so I didn't really grab onto it. Yeah. Um, as somebody who has worked several conventions, I can tell you, health and safety is not a thing. It is just pure chaos. Um, in all aspects as for her knowing not knowing it is relevant only in the sense of liability um, because there are certain things that they don't want you to do when you're pregnant because it could risk the um, the baby um, obviously things like uh, going I mean, on a roller coaster or, or you know you know dropping from heights or whatever mm-hmm. things like that I'm not I'm not talking about for her safety I'm talking about like the loss of the child yeah no absolutely before yeah. yeah but i'm i'm just saying um, cuz there there will be a lawsuit there's there's not going to not be a lawsuit and that's going to come into that factor that's the only reason why i was mentioning that right um, right yeah 
Because then they could argue, well, you knew you were pregnant. You did something dangerous. It's not our fault you lost a kid. No, but it is your fault you made a shit foam pit. Um, yeah, yeah. I get what you mean. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I'm I'm not going to get too much into like the the hateful comments and stuff. I I read like a few of them and then I clicked it off. Um, I, I suppose it's my it's my fault sometimes because I do click on comment sections and I'm, I know that I shouldn't. But uh, sometimes you just want to check if 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 humanity remains in in people. But most of the time, unfortunately, it doesn't. Um, oh, I'm on Team Asteroid at this point. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm on Team somehow educate people but that, I don't think that that quite works um, but just like it's not even like I don't know like the, the, the way that some people talk about other people it's, it, it goes beyond just you don't have good manners it's like no you're acting completely inhumane like it, it really does stretch that far so, like the the way I just see people talking online about other people and, and things like that it's like not only have you not there's there's multiple steps to it, right? There's like not only do you not not only do you completely lack all sense of manners, but like there's there's a there's a deeper level to that of where you're just I don't know, like some people just come across as as in as inhumane. That's the only way I can I can describe it. Um, so uh, I wish her luck. I hope that she recovers or continues to recover well. Um, and we shall uh. We shall see what happens. But um, bottom line on what I'm trying to say, let, let, let's just at least try to be nicer to each other. Can we, can we try to be nicer to each other? Because it's I, I just that 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 should be a thing that we 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 do. But uh, apparently we don't on certain situations. Uh, let's move on to uh, a much nicer piece of news um, involving the Last of Us. Uh, I didn't think this warranted a whole world Last of Us episode because this is just an air date. Um, Last of Us TV show, which obviously is going to be adapted from the games, uh, headed up by Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin. Obviously, Neil Druckmann, uh, as well as Hayley Gross, are the uh, narrative sort of, you know, heads of uh, of The Last of Us. Obviously, uh, Neil directed the second game um, and is, is is kind of the Last of Us guy. At, uh, at this point, and Craig Mason, who if you don't know and if you somehow miss the show, uh, he did the show called Chernobyl, which was based on, well, that particular event. Um, they're obviously adapting The Last of Us game for HBO, for the TV show, we'd known about it for a bit. There was a trailer a few weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago, which I talked about. Um, the TV show of this adaption has got an air date. It's going to be January 15th, which is a little bit earlier than I thought it was going to be, but it been in a, in a in a good way, which is literally two to three months away, depending on how you look at the maths. Um, couple couple of months away at best. Um, hopefully we get another trailer before them. Uh, so this will be airing on HBO, and in, in the UK it will be on Sky Atlantic, which is both available on Sky and on Now TV, which is where you'll be able to watch it. Um, they did actually post something online and said, "Here's like all if you've got one of these channels in your country." I think one of them was Crave or something. Um, I think I took a screenshot of it actually. Um, let me see if I can quickly find it. Here it is. Uh, so if you've got HBO or HBO Max, uh, Crave, Sky, something called Binge, Neon, and Disney Hotstar. I think Disney Hotstar is an Indian channel. I think something like that. Um, so if you've got one of them channels, it will air in and around that point. Um, obviously I'm very, very excited to see where this goes. Um, really, really excited. I think in terms of, 
like my most anticipated TV shows. I'm I'm really excited for a few Marvel shows like Daredevil. I'm I'm really looking forward to, which is still a couple of years away yet. Um, got some other Marvel stuff as well, maybe some DC stuff. Um, but I I think this might be at the top of my list for most anticipated TV shows. Um, anyway, Robert, fifteenth of January. Um, what do you what do you, what are you thinking of uh, Last of Us show in a couple of months time? I think it's for people like yourselves that are huge fans of it. I'm sure they're glad. That it's coming as early as it is. I don't have as much invested in the game as you. I am not paying $16 a month for HBO Max, so I will not be seeing it. All right. There we go. Uh, but yeah, January 15th, uh, look out for... Um, hopefully they drop another trailer, whether it's around like December or January, for sure. We shall see. Um, given that it's January 15th, I want to try and do a preview as close to the end of December as I can. So I'd say I'd say next month depends I mean if they drop another trailer sort of next month, let's say. Um I'll pro I'll probably use like the next trailer to do a preview podcast for it. Because I, I don't want to do that in January. That feels a bit too late. Um but uh, yeah look out for that in, in December at some point. It, it depends when a, a trailer drops. I don't imagine it'll be next couple of weeks because because they just dropped a trailer recently so We'll see. Anyway, that's what I got for this week, Robert. How about yourself? Uh, well, first up, uh, Sony had a financial report the other day. Uh, we got some interesting data out of it. The kind of the big thing is that when they switched to their multi-tiered uh, PlayStation Plus subscription service, uh, their subscribers dropped from 47.3 million at the end of June to 45.4 million at the end of September, which is a decrease of 4%. Um, they're saying that the reason for the drop is because people like myself who had a passive annual subscription didn't change over to the monthly subscription, which I can kind of see, uh, but it's still 2 million is a lot of a drop for that. Um, they did highlight, however, that their activation rate is much higher on PS5 than it is on PS4, as obviously they're trying to migrate the users over to the new system. Um, and uh, 40 million, 45 million is nothing to sneeze at. Um, it's still more than the 25 million that Microsoft gets for its Game Pass. But then again, Game Pass went from 18 million to 25 million in a year, and they dropped 2 million in three months. Hmm. So not going the right way. Yeah, it's uh, my 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 problem with because I'm I'm more of a I'm more on the PlayStation gamer side. You're more a bit more on the Xbox side. Like you've got the Game Pass and you're in that ecosystem, whereas I tend to prefer like some of PlayStation stuff, which is totally fine. We have our preferences each, so that's fine. Um, the idea of these tiered systems is good. The execution thus far, for what the last couple of months it's been, has been hit and miss. There's been some games on there that I've been interested in. And then there's been PS3 games that I have to stream. Um, they've also not quite come out with enough PS1 and PS2 games for, for my for my liking, and uh, it's it that that side of it's been disappointing. Um, the the function of how you play PS games I really like, like the the save at any point kind of thing and the rewind ability. I think are really really good. The reason that also works really well with PS1 games is some some of them are noted to be a bit more a bit more difficult to play, a bit more like difficult in in general like the tomb raider games and stuff um so if you mess up you can just rewind like five ten seconds or to a point where you are 
in a better position. Um, so I want more of those because, as I've said a few times, in terms of going back and pl properly playing the classic Tomb Raider games, that's the ideal way to play those. I, I I think anyway. Like if you get crushed by a boulder, rewind ten seconds, you know the boulder's coming out. Um, or if they have their you know super aim enemies on that game that can just shoot you from anywhere, um, you get shot by them and you rewind a little bit. The the PS3 games is a really bad and big barrier i think um because they, they announced that they're going to be adding some of the ratchet and clank games again stream only um subscribe only you can't buy those games a la carte um it, it was really disappointing with sly's anniversary as well because they were like hey it's i think it's 10 or 15 years or something of sly cooper uh, i think for last month or the month before they're like hey here's the you know sly cooper one two three and and and, and four stream only subscription only um it's just not yeah if you're somebody who's like oh i'll upgrade my my ps plus and oh i'll i'll stream these games and you've just put down that extra bit of money and perhaps unbeknownst to yourself or whatever your internet isn't good enough to stream them you've kind of just wasted a bit of money but unknowingly um they've really got to sort that out um I mean, the fact that you can't buy those PS3 games and then stream them when you want to is is kind of strange. Because um, with the with the Sly and the Ratchet games, I'm pretty sure that they own those games. Those are from Sucker Punch and uh, Insomniac, I think. Um, it was uh, is it Sucker Punch that did Ghost? Because that's the same company that did Sly, the Sly games, and I think Insomniac have done all the Ratchet games, I, I I think. And they own both those companies. And those are like PlayStation 2 classic games. Um, or P PS3 games as well. Um, some people were saying as well, because cause there's... Um, with the Sly and with the Ratchet games, all of those games are originally PS2, but they have HD PS3 versions. If you were going to do it in a better way... Have the option, because I don't know why you wouldn't be able to. Have the option of like, oh, here's Sly Cooper's anniversary. Here's the PS2 versions of the games and then the PS3 ones. And you can choose what you want. Because um, at least if they were PS2 options, you could buy them and then download them. Or subscribe and then download them. So you'd have, you'd have, you'd have more options, do you get what I mean? Like, it's the restriction on the PS3 stuff is, it is really frustrating. Um... Because some of the, like, th those old Sly, I want to play those Sly Cooper games. But I don't want to hook my PS3 up and play them really awkwardly that way. Um, yeah, so it's it's like that barrier. And then, like, they're not putting quite enough classic games on there. And it's like, your PlayStation, you've been functioning for over 25 years or whatever. Um, you've got so many classic games you could add. Why aren't you adding more of them? And not all of them are licensed games either. Some of them are games that they, they own. Um... Because if you're adding like, oh, here's the Assassin's Creed games, or like, um, that their their Game Pass type of one, so that the PS4 games that they're adding, uh, I'm not in as interested in those. Um, so again, you got a really great idea, which is, hey, PS1, two, three, four, and five games, but they're all put out in such a disjointed system. Um, it's it's really disappointing. So, uh, what what do you think of what's going on with their um, the PS Plus tier so far. Yeah, I mean, the biggest, the reason why they're not getting the attraction they want is because 
they're not putting their first party titles day one release like Microsoft is with all the studios they own. Every game in that studio pantheon, day one, you know, Game Pass release. That is a huge incentive for player-based interaction. And Microsoft has shown that, you know, when those games go off Game Pass, people buy them more at a higher rate. Um, And they're all all initially shocked by it. But they're not not complaining about it, so. Yeah, just... uh... I, I kind of half agree with what you said there. I, I think the day one stuff is in, is interesting because I, I, I wouldn't... I couldn't see a situation where Sony's like, hey, God of War Ragnarok, day one on PS Plus. But the where where Game Pass does win a bit more, not with its catalogue. I mean, catalogue is more of a, you know, personal taste, what it, what it, whatever you want to play. If you're more Xbox, you're going to go Game Pass. Obviously, if you're PlayStation, you're going to go PS Plus. But correct me if I'm wrong, if you go onto Game Pass... Not only, obviously, can you subscribe to it, you can also um, either subscribe or, like, if you're browsing Game Pass, you can buy, like, if something catches your eye, like, oh, this looks interesting, or, oh, I forgot to play this, or, you know, whatever, you can either subscribe or buy those games. You can also download all of them, whether it's original Xbox or 360 or, or Xbox One or Series X, you can download all of them, whereas they have that barrier with the PS3 games so um the 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 two things the two things i'd like to them to do is figure out some other way because even if someone gave me the option of like you can buy those sly cooper games that i do want to play but you have to stream them i don't know that i'd want to do that because i don't want to stream single player story driven games (laughs) um because you don't you don't want to be stuttering or disconnecting in 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 an emotional cutscene or an invested sort of cutscene um or during just normal gameplay um but it's sort sort out the ps and it's been an issue for so long as well for for playstation um i mean from from pretty much the ps4's launch day right like ps4 launched can't play ps3 games um because from ps1 2 to 3 i'm pretty sure with, with ps2 you can play certain ps1 games with ps3 you can play 3 2 and 1 but then 4 was when it broke down um, four, you could only play like certain PS2 classics and PS4 games. That 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 was that was pretty much it. Um, you, you couldn't play PS3 games unless you streamed them. So 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 from from day one all the way back in 2013, talking almost 10 years, this whole streaming PS3 games has been an issue. Um, so uh, that that they need to sort that out, and then and then just just add more PS1 and 2 games. I I think would be a good win so we'll see um anyway what else did you uh did you have for this week uh well the last thing i have is uh more news sort of from hideo kojima mm. uh during his latest episode of his brain structure podcast he talked about him getting and rejecting multiple offers from people to buy his studio kojima productions um quote every day i'm approached by offers all over the world to buy our studio some of those offers are ridiculously high prices, but I don't want the money. I want to make what I want to make. That's why I created this studio. So as long as I'm alive, I will never accept those offers. Obviously, Kojima's name carries quite a lot of weight with yeah. uh, games and game making. He, he says that he is not backed by anyone and has no affiliations whatsoever in terms of other studios. He's just doing what he wants to do. Uh, during the same podcast. During the same podcast episodes, Kojima reacted to the rumor that Kojima Productions was making a new Death Stranding game exclusive to Stadia, 
which obviously doesn't exist anymore. Quote, the rumor that Death Stranding, moreover a sequel, was in the works to be an exclusive title for Google is unfounded, and Phil Harrison ultimately rejecting that idea is quite impossible. Uh, mm -hmm. I never once said anything to Phil about wanting to create Death Stranding sequel. I don't know who pulls this kind of information from up where. Uh, the only other really recent news from Kojima production is the announcement that uh, Ellie Fanning will be starring in... Uh, um, um, in, not Nelly Fanning. Nelly Fanning was um, announced for one of his games, and then they recently announced uh, Shiloh Katsuna will be in the next game as well. Um, most people probably know her as playing Yukio in the second Deadpool movie. Cool. Nice. Um, good for you, Kojima. You keep doing your thing. People like what you do. So you keep doing it. You know, you got away from the toxic environment of Konami, which I think is one of the best things he's done. Um, Death Stranding uh, for, for the people that did like Death Stranding like like myself um, and it was a very particular game right like it wasn't going to appease everybody it was essentially a walking simulator-ish sort of delivery game but it had like themes and, and, and in-depth kind of stuff like that because um, I think if you just single-handedly label Death Stranding, Death Stranding as just a walking simulator I think you're missing a lot of the point of what the game's trying to tell you because there's messages in there about like um you know civilization and and re rebuilding the world that is what you're actually doing in that game because that's that's why you're making all those long journeys and things um but uh no i don't think kojima should need to be selling kojima productions to anybody uh, i don't think he needs to the the other reason that's really good as well is because if Nintendo comes knocking or Xbox or Sony or anybody really, he can make whatever deals he wants because he's independent, um, pr pretty much. So I th I think that's that gives him a lot of flexibility. So uh, if there is rumors of him working, oh, not even just rumors, he was he did talk in a Xbox thing, didn't he, about working mm -hmm. on a game? So he wants to do that. If he wants to do Death Stranding too, which Norman Reedus has kind of kind of confirmed. Uh, Death Stranding 2. I don't know what you do with the Death Stranding 2, but still. Um, I, I did... Uh, I, I listened to... I, I don't manage to listen to all of it these days because they're so long, but on, on Sacred Symbols a while ago, they did go over the Death Stranding story of uh, Death Stranding 2 apparently being made for Stadia, which makes no sense to anybody anywhere. Um, and I, I didn't know this specifically, but Colin on, on that show said that Sony owns the actual IP for Death Stranding, so that wouldn't work unless Sony agreed to do that with Google Stadia. But why? Why would they? Why? Why would Sony or Kojima do that? Given that you know, um, Stadia was like a failing brand at the point and is shutting down now. That would that would make no, that would make no sense to Sony or to Kojima to even do that. So that's kind of strange. Um, but no, he's one of the more creative brains in the industry. So if it's going to be a game on on, uh, can you imagine if he made a game for Switch? That'd be interesting. If it's a game for Switch, PS Five, Series X, PC, wherever he's going to do his thing, um, people love him. I I do as well. So he he should just keep doing the same thing. He doesn't he doesn't need to sell to sell to anybody. Um, just just make deals with people, which I think is the uh, the ideal thing to do. I mean, you talk about you're talking about the man who's responsible for directing Metal Gear Solid games. Like, those are some of the best games, especially the first game, which I think is just iconic and a masterpiece. The first game. Um, like, if you're capable of doing that, and making Death Stranding, which is a pretty great game, um, yeah, you, you don't need, like, 
other not not saying not other people obviously he has, he has a team but you don't need to sell to anybody um he's he's good to go so uh, what do you think of the future of of Kojima I think that he's got a mind that needs to do its own thing and yeah. that's always been the case that there are just some creative types that just they need to have their own outlet they need to be um doing their own thing and I'm glad he's in a position to where he can't do that and he's in a position to where he doesn't have to sell his company just to pay his bills yep certainly uh, alright that was the last thing you had yep cool let's move on to some emails and feedback uh, if you'd like to write into the show what do you think of all the news we've discussed is there any news that we've missed let us know of what you're playing and are you surprised that I like Gotham Knights? Because I'm as surprised as, as all of you. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org Twitter eTalkUK There's a contact page and information in your show notes. Email box on the website version of the episode and a clickable email name in your show notes. Jackson writes in and says What games would you actually want DC and Marvel to do? Uh, it's a question we've been asked a few times but we can certainly answer it again. Um... If you think about some of the popular groups, because we kind of went over this a little bit earlier, but on the Marvel side um, of what EA could do, um, obviously Spider-Man is is covered. Uh, had an Avengers game, Wolverine's in production. Got Captain America and Black Panther, which is cool. Um, I I I think one of the next logical games to make would be a Justice League game. Um, I don't know who specifically would do it, but seeing, seeing as you someone at least tried an Avengers game, Spider-Man's out there, Batman's had some games. So if, if you think of... Because you've got like your um, smaller characters and smaller groups and stuff um, that you could do games for. But if you're thinking of like the big stuff, uh, we've got a Wonder Woman game in development, uh, which I'm hoping we hear something soon, man. I'm, I, I'm really looking forward to... Uh, Seeing what that could be has got a lot of potential, I think, that Wonder Woman game. Um, but, uh, I mean, there's the Injustice games, but those that's not a Justice League game. That's a DC fighting game, which I, I really like, Injustice 2. Um, but Justice League would be pretty good. Um, you've got the abilities of the Flash. Somebody who can run around really fast. Um, and yeah, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. I think that could be could be quite good if you structure it a similar way to the Avengers one was but do it better um, I think that could be really great but I don't think we've had have we had any Justice League games because even with like the Lego stuff you had the Lego Avengers games which were, I know they were based on the films but they were still Avengers games um, they were just Lego ones based on the films but we've had one attempt at an Avengers game uh, but I don't think we've had... Because obviously you got your old licensed stuff, right? Like the, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films had licensed games and all that sort of thing. Um, and you had some, some other ones as well. But Because uh, we've only got... Well, to be honest, we've only got one Justice League film. <laughs> really, with, uh, with with Zack's Justice League. Um, so I, I, I would say that would be, would be a great one to do. What do you think? Yeah, I could kind of see a few things. Like... On the on the Marvel side, maybe like a Defenders, you know, get team ups with uh, yeah. Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, uh, Jessica Jones. That would that would have been a good one at the time when Marvel when Netflix had those Marvel series, because um, those are some pretty good shows for the most part. Yeah, uh, yeah. Third season of Daredevil wasn't nearly as strong as the first two, but um, 
on the DC side, you could always do like a sidekicks game, um, get some of the younger characters, uh, you know, something with the uh, Speedy or maybe Captain Marvel because that movie's coming out soon. Mm. Um, something like that. Yeah, if you did uh, Monica Rambo, uh, Miss Marvel, and then Captain Marvel, that might be quite good. So, um, yeah, I I would like to see something in the ballpark of like Wonder and Doctor Strange and Wong as well. Um, you could possibly do it those those as a, as a trio, maybe. Um, yeah, I I think there's been an idea um put out there before of like Remedy who did Control. Um, if they did like a Doctor Strange, One Division, or not One Division, but Wonder esque sort of game, I think that could work really well because that's the sort of like over the top action stuff is flying everywhere type of game. Like you got all the all, all the power sort of stuff that's going on. Um, that could be quite good. Uh, Iron Man VR two would, would be good. <laughs> um, because I, I do think the because you talked about like the, the smaller team pair ups right like you've got Gotham mm-hmm. Knights. Um, I do like the idea that okay, e- even though when you go out to do the missions, it is only wh- whoever you've selected, unless you do on online co op. Uh, like if you just, just an example, if you brought like Gotham Knights on PS5, you could join me and play as one of the other three and join me on missions. I've actually had a few people joining my game. Weirdly, like I- I'll be just. I say swinging around. I've been grappling as Batgirl, and then like somebody joined my game the other day, and it, it, Nightwing was just standing in front of me. I was like, "What? What's like?" And you can't switch it off. You can't go to a offline mode. It only happened a couple of times, but still. Um, if you did Gotham Knights again, so if you were going to do maybe do Gotham Knights two, make it a bit of a better game. Um, but have like a have like a um, co-op like the NPCs. Uh, play as the uh, as the other three have them all go out on the streets of Gotham because um, the way it kind of plays the, the way the stories and stuff kind of play out in Gotham Knights is you take control of one of them and then Alfred or whoever it is that's still there obviously you can't play as Alfred the others will speak to you the, the, whoever you're playing as and say hey can you go to so and so or wherever or you know that sort of thing and then when you're out and about in Gotham City they'll like talk to you over comms as if, but they make it so that sort of, let's say with Jason Todd or, or with Tim Drake and, and and Dick Grayson, that they're all doing things at the Belfry, um, and like giving you upgrades and stuff. So it's not like they're just standing in the game doing nothing. Um, they do give you like things over comms and whatever. Um, it would just be kind of cool if one or two of them, maybe for different story certain missions, one of them could join you or something. That would be that would be pretty good. Um. Yeah, some of those. Uh, I think a Flash game could work pretty well. I think we're well overdue for a Superman game. Um, I think an Arrow game could work well. Um, yeah, there's, 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 there's still quite a few. So, uh, Harrison says, uh, Matt, would you like? W- would you want Harry Potter games that are going to be canon to the films? At, at this point, I don't think that quite makes sense. I think one of the things that kind of separates Hogwarts Legacy... Um, is the fact that, you know, it's not based on... I mean, there might be, like, Easter eggs and references and things, like, you might pick up Harry Potter's wand or something like that, or, you know, um, somebody's hat or something. Uh, but the fact that that's, like, what was that, the 1800s, I think, and it's, it's based way before all that stuff happened. Um, I mean, maybe, like, at best, Voldemort could pop up or something. I don't know in canon if, if he's supposed to appear at a certain year or a certain point, but he's obviously not a human character. 
so you could maybe have that um but no i I don't think going back and sort of um like if you wanted to make a harry potter like if you wanted to have harry potter and hermione and ron and all those characters in the in in some of the games there's nothing wrong with that but um like if you're going to go into the territory of licensed films obviously we haven't had a harry potter film for what over 10 years anyway uh i don't think that quite makes makes sense what do you think robert yeah, it doesn't really make sense um, for them to be in the game, um, especially with the time difference about that. Um, I mean, yeah. obviously, you're going to get some references. You'll probably see the, the Hat of Sorting. Um, they might throw in, hey, here's a um, Sorcerer's Stone or whatever they call it. Um, so I'm sure you'll get small stuff like that. Hmm. Um, but outside of that, yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of the characters in Harry Potter that aren't human that like a Dobby pop up. Um But Voldemort's one that one that would make a certain amount of sense. Um but you wouldn't have any of the human characters pop up because they 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 wouldn't be born yet. So uh and then lastly Beth writes in about Gotham Knights, says was very surprised with your Gotham Knight stream. Um, glad you like it though. Um, yeah, it 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 is nice when a game can surprise you, right? Like you go into a game. I was going into this honestly thinking like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try it out for maybe a few hours. If I don't like it, I'll just do the boomerang thing of just send it back, literally. Um, but then I started playing it and I was like, oh, this story is kind of interesting, and all oh, the Batman stuff is kind of cool, and the way they set all that up. Um. And yeah, you know, I looked at Gotham. I thought, okay, this doesn't look great. But then I started, you know, riding around on the bat cycle and grappling around a bit. And I was like, I'm actually kind of enjoying this. So, um, just because just because you don't like the way that a game looks, you know, through YouTube and previews and reviews, doesn't necessarily always mean that you're going to dislike a game as much as it it appears. You know, um, that's why it is always worth sometimes. Because it, it was still a game I had interest in, because you know it's DC and it's the Bat Family, and that's that's an area I'm interested in. Um, so I was always gonna, I was always gonna at least try it. Uh, you know, like with the Avengers game and that. Um, I, I that's interesting actually that I bring that up because one one thing I was kind of saying, and this this was just in my predictions and stuff. I was kind of saying this this feels like it's gonna be DC's Avengers game, where it's like, oh, this could have done so much better in our potential. I think this is better than the Avengers game. Um, it, it's a bit bit different. The, the Avengers game is obviously a bit different. You've got the multiplayer live action, and uh, not live action, live service part of it. Um, but as a video game, and certainly with the story, I think the story is a lot better than what they do in the Avengers. Um, the whole, because obviously the, 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 the Avengers at the beginning, or after the initial opening part of the game, it's Avengers disassembled. I think the pacing of that story, which I never actually did finish, was really, really slow. Um, so I think that kind of let the game down a bit, but I, I do think this is a better game than the than the Avengers one. So, um, was you surprised that I that I, I seem to to have been enjoying it so far? What was the last thing you heard me say? Uh, you were talking about um, come on, brain work. You were you were it was the second uh, reader's question, and you were starting to talk about that, and then all of a sudden, nothing. Okay. Yeah, somebody, Beth wrote in and says, was very surprised with your Gotham Knight stream. Glad you liked it. And I um, went on to say that, because uh, I, I thought it was going to end up being sort of DC's Avengers game, because, you know, that game didn't turn out too great. Um, I do think this is better than that game. 
Um, I think like the the story is uh, is better than what they're doing over there. Um, and one one thing with the Avengers game that didn't quite work was the whole disassembled Avengers thing at the start after the initial like opening segment and that, which I think is a day or whatever it's called. Um, and I mm-hmm. said to you, and, and I said to you after, were you surprised that I sort of liked ended up liking the game, the the Gotham Knights game I'm talking about? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not surprised that you ended up liking it because you gave it a fair chance. You mm-hmm. know, giving it a fair chance always gives you the possibility of liking it. It's not like you were going in to, uh, um, you know, Last of Us Part Three, and you say, "Oh, I hate this game." That would be a surprise. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be weird. All right, cool. Uh, that's what we got for you for this week. Um, thank you all very much for listening. If you, of course, would like to write into the show, I've already told you how you can do it and all that um, with the emails and things like that. Thanks to everybody who continues to write in, continues to support Entertainment Talk, um, both from co-hosts. Thank you, Robert, for continuing to join me. Thank you, listeners, for continuing to listen. And thank you, everybody, for continuing to write in. Um, and that's what we've got for you for this week. If you'd like to find all the other stuff that we do, it's available on entertainmenttalk.org. And on podcast platforms uh, for TV, games, films, May United podcast. There's only two more, basically United Games left for the year. So we'll see how those go. Uh, a few film reviews I'm going to try and do at a certain point. Uh, a couple of the films I was trying to watch have ended up on Amazon Prime, so I think I'm going to watch them there. Uh, Black Panther's out soon. God of War is out soon as well. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, so Black Panther's out. I think this week it's on the 11th. I think as well. God of War's out this week. Um, by the way, what do you think of the? Uh, it's getting like nines and tens from everybody. God of War. It's it's really scoring really quite high this week. Um, I saw PlayStation Access put out some videos for it. Rob seemed to really really like it, which is ironic because he's the last one that played the 2018 God of War. So, um, are you surprised by the uh, God of War reviews? The nines and tens from everybody? No, not really. I mean, we knew it was going to have a good production value as long mm. as the story was decent. You know, I knew it was going to get that high. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good, so hopefully I'll be playing that that this week, and I'll be talking about that on next week's episode. Hopefully, we shall see. Uh, so that's all that. EntertainmentTalk.org, podcast platforms, Entertainment Talk, TV, games, films, May Night podcasts, for all of that. So if you want to support us in other ways as well, uh, word of mouth, social media, just tell other people about what we're doing, either by just telling them or sharing the episodes around on whatever platforms you want to use. Uh, Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers for the every podcast review options. Have a look out for that as well if you'd like to. Uh, TV and film news over on geektown.co.uk and geektown radio on Tuesdays. Have a look out for that, run by David. That's for renewals, cancellations, pickups, air dates, film news, and all that over there. Twitch, Bex is still streaming very regularly over on Twitch. Chat, retro, and game streams over there. She's doing some, some cool stuff over there. Uh, so go and check out what she's up to. Uh, me on Twitch as well, eTalkUK. I'm currently kind of experimenting a little bit, streaming between YouTube and Twitch. Um, so just, just follow both things just follow me on twitch and on youtube youtube entertainment talk plays twitch etalk uk all of the video game related stuff will end up on youtube anyway so whether it's going to be exported from twitch or streamed on youtube uh or the game clips which get put on youtube all of it's going to end up over there anyway so uh just follow both of them if you'd like to do that um but yes game clips gotham night streams there's two of them if you want to find those uh those are on the youtube channel entertainment talk plays uh some cod streams Uh, That type of stuff as well. Over there, thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah, the whole time we've been recording, there's just been a